Thirty miles west of Missouri River sits a little plot of land that would soon grow to be a multi-generation farm. James John is the current owner of that farm. We've had at least four generations in on the John side that have been farmers. Uh, at least three on the Hefner side, which was my mom's side. Uh, so basically, we've we've been farming ever since we got here, I guess, as far as that goes. Uh. His grandpa came to America by himself and started a family. Johns would eventually inherit that same land from his father. I didn't really start out to be a farmer, but that's kind of where I ended up. My dad was in failing health in the early 60s, and I was running around for a while. I went to college two years, and. Worked around for another year or so, and then he was getting bad, so I came back to the farm and just kind of took over the operation, I guess you'd say. When I started, I farmed just this 80 acres, and I worked up at the uh, Kime Farm Equipment in Syracuse, and I was raising hogs at that time, too, and we had cattle, and so it was a busy time. After his father passed, John's returned home to focus more on the family farm, eventually taking care of the land as a full-time job. There's just a lot of difference from then to now. And Back in 1972, I bought three bags of seed corn and two bags of milo for $96.20. Now a bag of seed corn will probably cost you $250 to $300. Wheat at a local elevator was a dollar thirty a bushel when you sold it. Corn was a dollar thirty-six a bushel. Now it's five and a half. Beans was three dollars and forty-one cents a bushel when you sold it. Now it's uh, thirteen dollars and fifty cents approximately. So there's quite a quite a difference there. Your fuel. Uh, I can remember paying 25 cents a gallon for gas. That was back in my high school days, I suppose. Of course, now it's getting up there close to $3 a gallon, which isn't all that bad. I mean, it's been higher than that, but it's still a lot higher than it was then. Land prices have also dramatically increased since the Johns family began farming. My folks paid $81 an acre for this land back in 52, 53. Uh, now, well, my, my neighbor over here sold land just recently. Some of it sold for like $6,500 an acre. Some of it for uh, $4,500 an acre. The first ground I bought was uh, $650 an acre. And when I bought this farm, it was $550. Uh, I bought a farm over there by the highway that was $1,100 at that time. That was in, well, the first, first ground I bought was in 1978. And then I bought this place in 1980 and that other place in 1982. So it's, it's gone up a lot since then.
The market itself has evolved to help farmers in their pursuit of seed. With technology like DTN, Johns and the other farmers can monitor the market from home. When it first came out, it was relatively new and uh, a little more simple than what it is nowadays, but uh, I still look at that every day several times. And Before DTN, farmers had to go to their local elevators to check out prices and other farming information. There are so many options in the grain business nowadays that you can you can sell stuff for a couple years down the road or you can buy puts or or calls and so that would kind of guarantee you a low price, I mean a, a certain price at various times of the year. I never did get involved with that. I've always been a cash marketer. Uh, I like to know what I'm getting before I gamble on trying to get more. Increasing prices and the evolving economy have turned farming into a big business. Along with our dynamic market changes, the technology used in both seed and equipment has been dramatically upgraded. New technology has made farming less labor intensive and more efficient. You could do more in an hour probably than what the old timers could do in a, a month. Current technology achieves many feats today that greatly increase the productivity of a farm. Oh, you have GPS and all kinds of, that's in, integrated into your tractor system and everything. I, I read the other day there, there's a, on the, on the John Deere prayer bar, they have 36 cameras on there and, and uh, as you go through the field, it will detect where the weed is and it will spray at that moment instantly. And when it's past that weed, it shuts off and it's just, it's just amazing what technology has done for farming nowadays. It, I do have a combine that has some of that technology in it, but I don't take advantage of all of it. Outdated practices were more physical and mechanical work. A farmer could easily fix a machine with the knowledge they possessed and a wrench in hand. The skills back then were mainly mechanical, I would say, uh, because most of the equipment was mechanical. It, it wasn't too sophisticated or anything then. You, you would have a wrench and a uh, screwdriver and you could fix just about anything then, they, those days. Uh, now, you don't need wrenches anymore because it's too complicated to work on it. I mean, it's just so different than what it was in those days that you got to have a technology brain now to, to run that stuff because there's just so much involved in, in uh, running equipment that pretty well runs itself, you'd say, because uh, they got a a monitor and a screen in there that would do just about anything you want it to do. You can you can adjust your your uh, parts that's running in the ground. You can turn it. Uh, there's just hardly any limit now to what you can do in the field with with the technology they have nowadays. The change in farming methods greatly helped transform agriculture into what it is today.
I plant GMO seed. I started that in in uh, probably the mid 70s. In 1972, I bought a no-till planter. So I did no-till and and all that. And of course, when you do that, then you you have to have chemicals that will. take out the weeds and the bugs and all that kind of stuff. And we would use, when I first started, we would use a dry granular, herb, not herbicide, but pesticide in an individual box on the planter which you'd put in the furrow beside the seed. And that was supposed to take care of the rootworm and the cutworm and all that kind of stuff that would, would eat on your seed. Advances in technology like the use of GMO seed and no-till have become a staple across the country. Farming today is producing more output while improving efficiency every day. You put in long, long days in those days because you just couldn't get that much done with a single row or two row piece of equipment. You had to make a bunch of trips over the field because there were no chemicals in those days that that they could use for weeds and insects and stuff like that. Now it's, you go over the trip once, or over the field once the planet, you spray it a couple times and you pick it or combine it. In the early 1900s, horses and other livestock were more common. A variety of different crops such as alfalfa, clover, and milo were grown to feed the animals. These days I mostly plant corn and soybeans. Uh, because that's a cash crop and I don't have livestock anymore so it's it all goes to town. I, I sold my cows about 10 years ago and got out of the hog business a while before that so I have no need for the grain and it is a pretty good uh, product to, to have to sell. Agriculture has evolved over the years, and changing prices in the markets of the farming economy are no different. The evolving machinery made it easier and faster to farm from livestock and no-till to crops and GMO seeds. However, some things never change. You get to live out in the country. You can be your own boss. You can pretty well dictate your own path and what you do. and. Uh, it's just a freer life than a, than a regular job would be as far as I'm concerned. <laughs>